0: This is Deborah from Austin 360 and the Austin American Statesman. I'm here hanging out with back at the Feedback Podcast.
1: What up everybody? This is back with the Feedback Podcast, the only podcast about the Austin nightlife. And this is episode number 84. And on this show I have winner of the Battle of the Bands. Ed Mohawk, Henry and the Invisibles, the one man funk band. So we talk about his musical background, especially all the different instruments that he plays in his act, uh, the importance of the live performance, the visuals, the experience all of that then we get into an interesting discussion about 70s music we talk about James Brown we talk about Sly and family Stone, Stevie Wonder songwriting and finally we talk about his fan base in Austin and out of town a couple of quick announcements first if you want to win a pair of tickets to go see Henry the Invisibles perform on New Year's Eve at Swan Dive just pay attention to this episode and tweet the name of his alien puppet at the feedback B-A-K and tag also Henry Invisible, hashtag N-Y-E. And you'll win a pair of tickets to go see him live. If you never see him live, it's definitely a show for you to see. If you're a huge fan, you'll love it as well. Henry's dope. The Invisibles are dope, so you're gonna love it anyway. Finally, Henry and Invisibles will be headlining at the five-year anniversary of The Feedback on Saturday, December 19th at Vulcan Gas Company. We'll also be raising money for Austin Music People. That's an organization here that fights for the interest of the Austin music community at City Hall and at the Capitol. So come and support if you enjoy live music in Austin. This is definitely the, the fundraiser you're going to be a part of. So thank you for your support, mark your calendar, and let's help Austin keep its title as the live music capital of the world. All right, let's go. And we're live. Welcome to the feedback podcast. My name is Beck, and today I have the honor and the pleasure to talk to Mr. Henry from Henry and Invisible. Shout out to Invisibles.
0: The Invisibles Yay. are here. <laughs>
1: Shout out to everybody tuning in live on Mixler. Um, you can join the chat at thefeedback.com slash Mixler. And I'll read, read them on the air, whatever you got to say, whatever questions you got. For my man Henry here, how you doing, man? I'm doing great.
0: I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Thank oh, you for inviting
1: me. I know you're, you're busy. You're doing all kinds of stuff. And congrats on winning Battle of the Bands. Thank you, sir. That was a dope. That was, <laughs> man. That was awesome. <laughs> Who would have, I mean... When I showed up, so it was yesterday at Mohawk, not hmm. yesterday, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday yeah. at Mohawk. And when I, when I showed up, people were like, yo, that Henry and in the Invisibles, <laughs> it was crazy. The place <laughs> was packed and, that. oh my God, I never seen anything like it. And I'm like, yeah, sounds about right.
0: Back, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I mean, like right before we started, uh-huh. and, you know, my father and, and my lady were, were hanging out inside, and, man, it was just kind of empty in the room a little bit i mean really? there were a few people there and i saw a few of my friends kind of trickle in but i was thinking man you know i promoted this thing and i i just hope people show up so i was i felt so Happy when I saw the audience that did show up, Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. It was truly amazing.
1: People were probably walking down Red River going, "What is this sound?" Uh, (laughs) uh, And just like an eighties eighties movie, uh, just walking. Oh my god, (laughs) I'm loving this.
0: Let's do this. Yeah, but thank you to everybody that's listening that made it to that because that was that was incredible. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's go. Let's get into some uh, backstory. No pun.
0: Let's do. I love my. I love my name. (laughs) (laughs) so
1: where where did you grow up
0: well uh originally i was um san antonio and um you know i i started um you know preschool elementary around there Mm -hmm. and um i was the south side of san antonio and then uh my my parents uh moved to dallas um for a job so then i pretty much finished the rest of my school career kind of in Dallas until high school and went back to San Antonio. But in Dallas is where I got my, my music. So started. was
1: is it, uh, uh, are you from a musical family? Like dad plays and cousins play and everybody plays? Or was it just, you're like, oh, this is what I want to do kind of thing?
0: Well, you know, um, there were a couple of members in in my family on both sides that, that were kind of an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, my father has a lot of rhythm. Really? And... Uh, We'd always just play around, you know, like on the washing machine and just drum on things. And he uh, he always had a guitar around the house. And um, it wasn't until years later that I actually really did pick up a guitar, like seriously. But Like how old? Uh, I think it was 10, 11. 10? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Because before that was actually um, sax, but but you know I'll come back to that. But like on my mom's side, we had you know there was an uncle that was a a pretty awesome accordion player, Mm -hmm. and um, and they um, my on my mom's side of the family there was a there was a bar on the south side called uh, La Unión, and it was basically uh, conjuntos and that kind of thing, and so I started playing like. that style of ching ching, you know, guitar, just messing around, just oh. singing around, just playing around.
1: Did someone show you or you just picked
0: it up? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. I kind of was doing that kind of thing. And then I I uh Johnny be good was like I think my first feature <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait. Isn't that what they are playing in uh, Back to Back to the Back the to the Future? Yeah,
0: man. You know, You're a little Marty McFly. I actually <laughs> uh, I I really, you know, I really felt that movie when they did that. But no, seriously, um it wasn't until Dallas that uh I actually started getting serious about music. And basically what happened was uh uh the teacher from uh, the middle school came to the elementary school mm-hmm. and he, he had a brass piece and a sax piece and he asked all the kids and I'm trying to think how how incredibly unhygienic this was back in the days, unless they had a multiple pieces. But everybody was putting this thing in their mouth, and you know, they were like, "Okay, well, you are better at sax," is what they told me. Oh. So, so I started on the alto saxophone, and um, I was real serious about it. You know, played first chair. I was always battling for the first, second chair. So
1: you're playing for the. Uh, for the school, or?
0: yeah, for the school, for the school band uh-huh. and school symphony at that point, and you know we're doing um, Christmas concerts and whatnot and um, that that kind of thing. And then uh, my father had a, a classical guitar. He was taking some lessons around the house, mm-hmm. and I just started was I just started getting real fascinated with it. Um, so after school, I would come home and I'd pull out his guitar out of the closet and I'd start practicing. And a uh, funny story is, and my dad. Lo- loves this story. Hey, buddy, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, you know our neighbor actually came from across the street and told my dad. He said, "You know, I hear your your boy practice every day after school, and uh, you know, I just want to say that you know he's he's got the ambition to do it. Um, maybe you should get him a, a real guitar, you know, like a like a electric guitar right. or something." And it was uh, shortly thereafter. You know, my dad and I we just jumped on over to the to the music store and. I picked one I was really into AC/DC at the time, right? That's all right. So, oh, <laughs> hell, oh hell! Oh yeah! Highway to Hell, all oh, that stuff. Hell yeah! All
1: day. <laughs> oh man, that
0: was my first rock concert too. Oh nice. Yeah. So, so, um,
1: so but I mean, um, your list at the time—did you have like a large collection of records at home? Because I mean, the kind of mu- the sound you do is—if you're—if um, you're a fan of like Sly and the Family Stone or James Brown, like some of the greats. You Know from the 70s, would you were you already listening to that kind of stuff at the time, or that came much later?
0: You know, uh, my father had a wonderful record collection, so what we did listen to a lot of was some Sly and the Family Stone, some Earth, Wind, and Fire, <laughs> right? Um, uh, Chicago was a big thing around the house, and War was a big thing. Around oh, nice. The house. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, he 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 had an amazing record collection. Um, there's some bands that probably nobody's heard of, you know, really. And um, I, uh, Santana. Um, oh yeah, why not? <laughs> you know. And then I started. I I'll never forget when I first put on a Jimi Hendrix record, though. Yeah. Um, and um,
1: you're like, I want to do that.
0: Well, I accidentally. I mean, I had I had heard Hendrix on the radio, mm-hmm. of course, but I accidentally bought um, Electric Ladyland first. So that was my major first introduction to Jimi Hendrix. and I just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that that was a guitar. And so that's when I was like, man, that's something. I really, you know, I really want to do that. You know, I had listened to Led Zeppelin four, and, right, you know, I was getting into all that stuff. Of course, Stairway to Heaven, every kid's like, I yeah. got to learn that. You know? <laughs> but when I heard Hendrix. So was that, was that a defining moment, you think? I think it was. I really do. I mean, I was listening to, like I said, ACDC and some rock and roll, Led Zeppelin, stuff like that. But you know what they play on the radio isn't the deep, the deepness. So yeah, 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 You listen to you know, been a long time to the rock and roll. <laughs> no, you know.
1: So, th- were you were you singing as well at the time already?
0: No. Oh, absolutely not. In fact, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I always sang like like all. You sang at home. You sing in the like shower, all happy kids like, like all happy car. kids yes. do. You walking know, walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. 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 But but I, I never ever thought I'd be a singer, um, and that happened years later um basically uh so i can get to that point pretty quick fast forward you know we got out of dallas we moved back to san antonio for a while mm-hmm. i went to a very musical high school uh some of the greats uh that were in austin actually uh were my big brothers and stuff in that school uh, freddie mendoza he's an amazing trombonist what's
1: that what's the high school taft Taft High School,
0: yeah. All right, shout out to Taft High School. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and, and, <laughs> and well, it was a brand new school, you know. So there, there were there wasn't a senior class when I showed up, and it was. Like, oh, okay. It was brand new, and and everybody was just real family, and uh, so basically, um, um, when I got to that school, uh, the band director told me there would way too many alto sax players. Uh, in fact, if you were to play alto sax, there's no guarantee. That you'll march. There's no guarantee you'll be in the concert band, so we need something else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, what else can I do?" And they were like, "Well, we need percussionists." So that's where I started my drumming. Damn. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, "Well, I'll do that," you know, because I wanted to be. in... in but the, you
1: already you knew the guitar too.
0: I did know the guitar, and I I, I played in the stage band, the jazz band uh-huh. for high in high school, uh, which is you know was amazing because that's where you learned a lot of jazz standards and. Um, i really started to open up a little bit more like on soloing and stuff but anyway so i got my percussion there and while we were in this high school uh we started a little rock band uh, it was called the cranial crabs the cranial crabs yeah like crabs in the brain and uh <laughs> like nice. yeah it was it was a lot it was a lot of covers we were doing like a lot of rock and roll punk rock we were doing ramones and violent Femmes. and, and
1: you were what the Started singing, or were you the nope, guitar? I the was still the guitar player, man. Still the guitar player?
0: Still the man. guitar player. The guitar player. <laughs> you know, I'm talking, I was like 13, 14, well, 13, really. And uh, actually 12 going on 13. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, then what happened was, you know, this band started kind of taking off a little bit because we were writing some originals. And uh, we, um, I'm sorry, not, not, not the Cranial Crabs, but the band after that was called Gingerbread Man. And Gingerbread Man is where I will take the story now because that is the band that pretty much defined where I'm at today. Um, really, and a lot of those cats still live here. And shout out to all the G boys. I th- th- these this was my family to this day. So um, basically, um, you know, we were playing you know shows in Houston, shows in Dallas, shows in Corpus, shows in San Antonio, shows in Austin.
1: Oh wow! We that, got we got a residency.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things things were going good, man. Things were going good, and uh, um, the lead singer at the time, um, we had a little bit of a, um, kind of a squabble, right? And uh, <laughs> actually, I'm sure he wouldn't even mind telling me telling the story. But it even turned into like a fist fight in a parking lot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that happens you're young you're ambitious you think you know the world yeah yeah. johnny v was in there all up in there and he kind of protected me from um you know getting in this fight back then and anyways to make a long story short and love to everybody man we all we're all friends now. everybody but uh we got rid of that singer and we were gonna audition for singers I don't. I don't even remember if we tried one or two, but I said, you know what, I'll try. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: I mean, you'll try, but just in the privacy of your own well your home
0: at, at an audition, like at our rehearsal, I yeah. will try. I know the lyrics, right? You know, I'd never really anticipated singing or wanted to really, but it was just kind of a, a by default. Somebody needed to do it and you i stepped up and it? i stepped up and and after that you know it just all kind of went from there and that, that's where the singing came in
1: like uh, did you know how to you know hit the notes and all of that or was it you know very you know standard as far as i mean i had what a what kind little, of register you needed
0: you know i can sing um tenor and okay. pretty well i mean that's kind of my you know, and
1: was it was it rock
0: uh, no, it's it was funk. It was funk already. It was funky stuff. Okay, and uh, you know, and and then I had already explored deeper than uh, you know. I feel good by James Brown. I I explored deep into his music, and
1: oh, you so you're studying too?
0: Yeah, and 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 listening a lot to the Sly records that weren't on the radio and the all that stuff. You know, just. I've always said this, it's like every day I try to listen to something new. Right. Something inspirational. And the deeper you go in that rabbit hole, you know, the more education you will have about how to apply those things. You have to you have to you know, you have to read before you can speak. Yeah. And so it's that kind of thing. And so anyways, that's how it all started with the music, uh, you know, me singing and
1: Wait, so after that was it like well, I had a you had a squabble with the keyboard player. <laughs> you stepped up. Yeah, I got to learn to play keyboard, and then no. same, the same thing with the percussion flute. and same thing yeah. with the
0: no with the bass player. No, I'm a lover, man, and not a fighter. I, no,
1: I mean I, I, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, I mean, for those who don't know, this man plays so many different instruments. It's crazy. Well, so I mean. I get the whole, you know, you're you're trying to learn, and every time you're inspired to jump on a new instrument, you're just like, hey, you know, why not? So how did the other ones come around then?
0: Well, okay, so so, um, when I was little as well, um, I had an aunt that had a piano in her living room. (laughs)
1: Music family. Yeah, well...
0: Mm. I mean, I musically, don't know. Musically inspired family, right? I would say. I mean, be, and the reason why I say that, and, and and certainly, you know, not not being no disrespect or anything, but just nobody was really taking music serious. You know, my my, my grandfather played a little blues harp, or you know, he was he was playing kind of like like Spanish polkas, you know. <laughs> uh, and you know, um, I had some some other cousins kind of dabbling on stuff, but but really, you know, the, the instruments were around.
1: Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, okay.
0: You know, so there's this piano sitting, getting dust in an aunt's house that I would always just kind of um, migrate to Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, begin to mess with it. But I always wanted to learn how to play the piano. I always I mean, in fact, if I could start all over again and go back in a time machine, I would definitely get a piano to start because to me it is like the whole orchestration you know, it's the bass, it's the treble, it's the melody, it's the right. it's it's everything, it's the so, chords. It's so the... for
1: the other ones, you, were you trained, or it was also you picked it up, and then because if you know how to do music, how different is it from one instrument to the next? I I have no idea. I'm just asking. That's a great question.
0: I mean, to be quite honest with you, like when I learned um, the alto, uh, E flat instrument, um, and then you learn the piano, a concert instrument, and then you learn and what what I mean by that is is that uh the music notes are are spelled um in a sense kind of phonetically because uh one note is spelled differently on another instrument but sounds and and, and what what synonymous would mean concert mm-hmm. sounds concert. So a flute could play a note, I could play a note, a guitar could play a note, we're all playing the same note, but yet um a couple of those are spelled differently
1: right so what i'm saying is like the conversion from one instrument to the next is not that it's not that tough is it
0: uh well from bass and guitar no from guitar and and piano yes oh, okay uh, so it's different depending on it's which... totally different i mean and then percussion of course which i consider like a serious instrument yeah know? yeah you know some people always there's a lot of jokes you know drummer jokes and stuff about really? just yeah just about oh yeah you know you're just beating on things and, and I'm not talking no. about great jazz drummers I'm not talking about Afri- uh, African drummers yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about but you know but like w- people that don't know the difference I like, mean I I can't I
1: can't even conceive it's hard for me to like listen to music when there's not a beat like to me the beat is the drum Absolutely I I, I was um I was at a uh, during Fun Fest, the genius from Wu Tang was talking about science and hip hop. Oh was talking yeah, about uh, you know, music is is a, is a science thing. When you think yeah. about the heart, the heart has a beat, so you're Absolutely. born with a beat, and so you, that's how you connect with music. I mean, that to me,
0: it's it, the most primal. Exactly, music you know? started with dude just going like this. It's the one that we feel the most. Exactly, percussion, drums. I mean, it is incredibly important to but yet i wouldn't say it has anything to do or i i shouldn't say anything but it doesn't have a lot to do with chords you know what i mean yeah yeah i see what you are saying. unless you tune the drums to a certain chord and you're spelling it out i mean which there are drummers that do (laughs) but uh yeah so i mean I, i would say you know that that has been really a challenge for for what i do like jumping from one instrument to the other but I didn't really start taking piano on a performance level until Henry and the Invisibles. Okay,
1: so let's, let's get into that then. Henry and the Invisibles, so how did that come about?
0: Okay, so uh, I've always loved bass, but I never played bass uh, until I moved to New York. And it was there that I started doing studio dates, um, recording for money. Mm-hmm you know because you, you basically can you do a- anything you can in new york to make <laughs> a little everybody's fun. hustling everybody's hustling <laughs> every day so i was doing some studio gigs at the studio named threshold and shout out to aj um but uh you know and then I, I then i played uh in this mod group called the headquarters where it was very like suit and tie kind of beatlesque kind of music and mm-hmm. I was playing a Rickenbacker, like, you know, learning bass lines and really digging into bass, right? So I got a bass education in New York. I had a guitar education. Um, I, I've always had a piano around, like a little keyboard, if it was a Casio or a Farfisa or just anything with some keys right. around. Percussion's always been in my blood, and... Um, yeah, the guitar. And I had the guitar and stuff. And the vocals were already... I had already been in the Gingerbread Men when I moved to New York. But when I came back here, um, I brought a band from uh, New York called Starchild. And it was a trio that I had started in New York City.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was basically a, a, a rock trio. Um, it was very rock and roll. Very blues-oriented rock and roll. Very Jimi Hendrix-y slash... Uh, Oh, man, Velvet Underground. Like, it had that New York edge kind of to it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was doing shows with The Strokes back then, like when The Strokes were up and coming. like So we were opening up for those guys and, you know, doing just cool rock and roll shows. Um, well, when I brought it down to back to Texas, it didn't... Uh, it it did, didn't quite catch? It didn't quite catch as well. Well, I can't say they didn't catch when I mean, we had a huge... Residency on a Tuesday night that was blowing out the doors of this place in San Antonio, and uh-huh. um, but it, but I it just mean that the the members and everybody that there were there were some issues that were going on that basically it was inevitable that the band was probably going to break up because um, you know there's just a lot of I don't know um, uh, personal. Shit, things that were it happening. Happens. Shit happens shit happens man you know
1: that's that's fine
0: i love everybody but it just doesn't always gel the way it should or the way you think it shouldn't right i guess we all had different ideas or something but um so what happened was in desperation uh when that band broke up i said to myself well i've been in bands that were 13 pieces i've been in bands that were quartets and duets and Trio. trios and i've done the acoustic guitar thing where i show up you know and do singer-songwriter kind of things and everything. And then I said, but, you know, there's certainly, th- I, you know, my 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 girlfriend hit me to a, a video. Uh, it was Keller Williams. And I'd already heard of Keller. Mm-hmm. I'd already heard about who he was. In fact, I saw him live in Colorado a long time ago where he was just doing acoustic looping. But he certainly evolved, and he was doing some bass looping, acoustic looping, and stuff like that, and making noises, you know, like drum noises and all that kind of stuff. So I was like... He's actually a great drummer, too. And I said to myself, you know, I want to I want to try something like that, but I want to bring all of my inspirations in and I want to make it funk, like Texas funk, like the kind of funk that I've written in the past, the kind of funk that that I believe in. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was, is it first started off with an acoustic guitar, a bass and a water jug. A water jug. A water jug. And a, oh, what do you do? What do you do with a water jug? Wait, man! Water jugs have amazing tones. Like you can hit the bottom and it's like, you oh, can hit, okay, you, okay. Yeah. You can hit the side and it's like, Pow, you know, so yeah, yeah. you got all the different kind of hi hat, kick drum sounds, and, and you can do other things. I
1: thought you would just shake the water and hold. Oh, awesome. oh <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah this is this is my education in music now take a water jug and shake it in front of a mic see
0: what see it what it would sound pretty good though with some coins in it or probably some, you know, some beans or something it'd be milk does a different sound i don't know i'm just <laughs> being stupid I'm just being stupid go ahead yeah and then um so it started from there and then i realized okay this is cool um people were beginning to kind of get it and and, and enjoy it and i was thinking wow this is you're already looping at the time i was already looping okay and i started off with a very simple loop pedal it was the kind that where you do like one press down you get one loop you take you press it down again that loop escapes yeah you can layer more things but it wasn't very evolved it was just a very simple kind of pedal Mm -hmm. and so then i said well what else can i add to this thing you know and i wanted to add uh uh beats Right, so I wanted to add like some real drum sounds and some sampled sounds, you know, because I I love hip hop and I I wanted to add those kind of deep kicks and and those 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 bitey snares and mm-hmm. you know. Were so you
1: listening to hip hop too at the time?
0: What you listening to hip hop too? Oh yeah, well yeah, I mean I, you know, more I more maybe on the Jay Dilla side or absolutely Dilla, you know, yeah, but, but De La Soul even like um, like. That three feet high and rising record when it came out kind of blew my mind. Um, (laughs) Shout out, you know what I mean. Bayla and and all the samples that they were using was just blowing my mind. And it was always a treat to like find the sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening to some obscure record and you're going, oh wow, you know that's some Roy Air stuff right there. You know, and who sampled that? And even the Beastie Boys like with that Paul's Boutique record, where they just sampled all these crazy things and. Anyway, so I I wanted to take my music like that, you know, add funk. I wanted some hip-hop sounding beats. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do this, but I wanted to do it all live. So the first keyboard I picked up was an M-Audio kit that had, like, some percussion pads on it as well. So basically, I could do percussion as well as keyboard. Mm -hmm. So that's why I got that thing, because I was like, well, it's got pads, so I can do, you know. And meanwhile, play chords as well. So then I got that thing, and then... It just hit another level. I knew that I was on to something at this point. How did, how did people react at first? They loved it. I mean, coming from a water truck and This was now epic. I mean, the, and I was
1: in San Antonio already?
0: Yeah, this was in San Antonio. And uh, I had done a few shows in Austin. I remember the first time I saw you was at Lambert's. Mm.
1: And Chorizo Funk came yeah. to me and he said Chorizo He said back, you have to come see this d- this dude. Did he really? Yeah. He's like, you gotta come see this dude. I know how how much you like you like funk. And you gotta see you gotta see this. And I, I was like, holy shit. I I'd never seen anything like it. That was with Riders, too. That show. It was? It was, yeah. was with Riders? Yep. Man. Oh yes, it was. Yep. Yes, it was. I remember that one. And 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 the thing is, um I'm used to um at the time, I wasn't that much into live music in Austin. My live music was all hip-hop. But I was looking for that, not that I was looking for actively, but I listen to We Funk Radio all the time. I like that kind of funk. Yep. And so when I saw you perform, I was like, okay, the energy's there. Uh, you're singing your heart out. There's all these instruments, the looping, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it's very visual. Cause you can go to shows and people just do just sit there and plays the guitar and then closes his eyes. And you're like, all right, dude, we right here. You know? Oh. No, yes. The, yeah. You see some of those every once in a while, but mm. like you were, you were dancing, you were jamming, you got the flashy outfits. You had <laughs> freaking alien comes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of Oh yeah. What's the name? What's the name? What's up with the alien?
0: Strobe. St- yeah. That's right. Strobe. Uh, Yeah.
1: And, and, and I'm like, that's, that's, You know, that's something you don't see every day. And that's something that, you know, you're you get to connect with, you know, you you don't and and you cannot. I always say there's a few types of music that when you hear it, you can't help but move. And funk is one of them. Oh, yeah. Funk is you can't help yourself. I mean, if you hear funk and you sit down. I've seen do people in wheelchair jam to funk, so you have no excuses. Oh yes,
0: you have no excuses. Me too. At my shows, um, I, I I played uh, uh, to a full audience of of people that were deaf. Oh um, wow, yeah, and that was amazing, because it it, it 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 was a quiet room. I mean, people are are signing and and but they're jamming because they feel the bass. You know what I mean? They feel it. Um, it's it, it's amazing. It um, funk. I've always said that if ever I'm in a coma. No, I'm going to say this live, just Th- so everybody knows. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say this live. Right. If ever, if and God forbid I'm ever in a coma, just please put on uh, Annie James Brown Live at the Apollo. Nice. I mean, just, that's incredible. It's incredible. The The sounds that came out were just amazing. It just makes me move. It makes me, like, choked up sometimes, like right. how excited I can get.
1: Well, and, and the other thing is that when you go see a show um especially now with all you know the digital world that we live in yeah. you know people go up there and then they just play pre-produced stuff mm. DJs do that you know mm. all these big names and mm-hmm. but i'm like here here's a guy who's on stage who's actually walking th- walking you through his music yes sir from the first you know beat all the way to the actual song
0: well, you have my guarantee i i would never be a person that would just go up there and push some buttons. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, that's a, that's
1: a, that's what, that's why it feels refreshing.
0: I mean, to s- on some of the songs, I've actually have recorded some stuff. Like, well, especially like at the battle, just to save some time. Yeah, but like, it, you know, the the whole thing about it is you have to keep that live element down because that is why I go see a show. Yeah, I want to see somebody even make a mistake. I mean, it's fine. It's live. Yeah, I want to see something that I won't catch on the cd sure or something
1: i won't catch on itunes right i want you know if uh when you start playing with the guitar behind your head <laughs> and i'm yeah. like huh, yeah. I'm, all just, right. I'm just trying
0: to show off that george clinton signature yeah. back there that's what i'm trying to do <laughs> hey and it works it freaking works and when strobe come out it's like oh shit that's it yeah for so for those that don't know what strobe is it's um it's an alien and uh he comes out to this song called only human um uh bettina danger my lady made it um it was kind of a vision i had about um an alien singing a song to humans about it's okay Mm -hmm. everything's gonna be all right you're only human and um you know by any definition what we're all trying to reach for is love and so it's just it's kind of comforting to hear it from somebody not from this world so i thought that that would be a cool concept too incorporate with the music
1: nice yeah i didn't know the whole story behind strobe but when i saw that i was like man you don't see that every day first of all and second again it goes back to you come to a show and it's 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 a whole experience it's not you just don't sit there and watch
0: and strobe is a puppet too yeah so like- <laughs> yeah and you you get under the, the get into the sequence yeah, and, yeah <laughs> and you put your it.
1: arm up and there's strobe singing along
0: <laughs> much taller than i am
1: yeah right you know <laughs> Been- no, I, I think it's a dope element because it's, it's it's definitely, when people ask me, you know, um, what's one of the most refreshing acts that you've seen in Austin? I'm like, dude, Henry, period.
0: Oh, man, thanks. No, seriously,
1: because th- that's that. what, you know, when you have something that special, and I'm not just, I'm going to stop throwing flowers at you in a second. <laughs> oh, I love flowers, though. I love flowers. <laughs> but it's really about trying to find something that's different. yeah. You know, well, cool. we, we have lots of bands here that do the rock thing, mm. you know, that do the country thing. We mm. have lots of bands that do the, you know, Tejano thing mm. and and or, you know, hip hop, uh, hip hop groups. Mm-hmm. But you want to go for that music that makes you feel more than just, you know, you just sit there and listen. Well, thank like you. Jamming
0: to. Well, thank you. First of all, I think that's a, a hell of a compliment. But also, I'll cut that and then give it to you. Or you can loop it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, to keep looping that. Uh, yeah, but 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 also, you know, uh, I wanted to design music that makes me move too, right? And so and so spiritually, um, that is what does it. It is the rhythm of funky music. It really is. You know, sometimes um, I'm not like a depressed person or anything, but sometimes you know it's tough to get out of bed, man. It's like you got a lot going on you know it it may not be the best of times you got a lot going on in your head it's tough you know and you realize it's like man this there's a lot going on in the world man you turn on the news sometimes and it's just depressing and you're like man i just i just need to get out of my mind for a second you know yeah and then i'll put on a record and 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 i say james brown a lot and but i mean it like his music and you know i mean this it's incredible it's yeah. he, he's like the Reverend just walked into your bedroom. And you know, it's like you put it on, you're like, you know what? I'm getting up right now. I'm yeah, gonna I mean, do this right now. I'm I'm always I'm know? always
1: curious about what it is that makes people feel that way. So when I when I ask people what's your favorite kind of music? Yeah and they go, and they say, Oh, it depends. Or it's I listen to everything, I'm like, No, that's not I don't believe in that. I think that the music your favorite type of music is the music that when you hear it, or say you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you hear that song, you hear that artist or that type of music, that's what opens you up. That's what wakes you up. What's going to change yeah, exactly. that mood. That's what I'm asking. And a lot of people, oh, yeah, I listen to everything. I'm like, no, no, no. When you brush your teeth and you're excited because you're looking forward to something that day, that's what I'm asking about.
0: It's like the Beastie Boys said, you know, ain't nothing but a good groove to put you in the right mood. I've always thought that that line right there was pretty much said it for me because um and not that i hail beasties over anything james brown done or anything like that but i just mean that it's it's that it's that soul i guess that he's singing uh in that band that he had mm-hmm. when it was bootsy and maceo and fred and peewee and yep and all those cats and um no Clyde, Clyde. I mean, just everybody. Um, did you see that movie? Which one? What was it? Uh, Get On Up?
1: Uh, no, I didn't see Get On Up. I saw... Um, it'll come back to me. Well, okay. Well, uh, Soul Power. Oh, Soul
0: Power. Yeah. That Soul was a, Power, Oh, yeah. that was a great one. That's yes. right. That's right. And that's right, because when We Were Kings, touched on that a little bit. But yeah, Soul Power. Yeah, man. I mean, look at look at that era of what he was doing, the power... I mean, the power of that music is just... Think- it's incredible. And, and the thing is, I don't think... And I,
1: correct me if I'm wrong. It's, it, he wasn't a guy that... Um, he understood music. And it was... And he knew, like, he was, he'd be on stage. And he knew okay, well, you do this, you do that. Right. You do this, you do that. And sure. it just sounded just great. And it, it wasn't... A lot of it was probably not planned. But the fact that he was... No, his presence and his energy and his understanding of what music is is what drove the whole show. And you, ne- you could probably never see the same show twice. Because it would so it would go all all over the place.
0: Well, well, you know, for James Brown, I have to say this: he he was a very strict band leader. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I mean, it was pretty. It was you pretty were pointing
1: fifty dollars, <laughs> dollars off.
0: I'm not paying your ass. <laughs> it was pretty rehearsed, but 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 I, but I will say though that uh, you know one thing that that is prevalent in in his music, um, and that is noted already is that he said that every instrument was a, a percussion instrument. So he wanted to hear the horns you know, da da You know, he wanted to hear the hits, mm-hmm. hit me, you know, he wanted that. And he used his vocals like a horn, but like a percussive horn. And so he was weaving in and out of these melodies that they were creating. I mean, by the time, you know, anybody really was catching on to what was happening, and I'm talking about like in the 70s, you know, because uh-huh. 60s were hot, you know, late 60s, right around that 70, early 70 era. I mean, dude, that stuff is just on a whole other level. I mean, it's still, to this day, modern, in my opinion. I think it is. You know? But anyways, but I mean, I think if you were to ask me what my favorite music is, (laughs) it's got to be funk. I mean, I love all kinds of music, too. But
1: you also, you know, write your own songs.
0: Yes, sir. So
1: let me ask you this. Do you, what's the process? Do you come up melody first? lyrics after
0: okay well sometimes it certainly is a melody uh-huh. um sometimes um you know I'll, I'll just grab the bass um or i'll hit the keyboards or start a guitar riff
1: so it's never like okay i'm going to do um you know a song about this it's real cause it's it, not but,
0: methodical it, it's right certainly. that's
1: what that's what i guess what i'm asking yeah Mm-mm. because the way the way that you present it on stage it feels like yeah I'm just try this little thing, yeah oh, uh, that sounds good yeah. All right, done next right, uh <laughs> let me try this thing on the keyboard real yeah. quick eh,
0: all right, I'll take it. well, maybe some of that is is part of the experimenting because I've already got like a a song, yeah, and um in order to keep it fresh for myself as well as audience members that have seen a lot of shows like my pops or whatever, (laughs) you know, I, I I might start this song differently. I might, I might come in with a piano rather than the guitar riff that usually came in. Uh But, um, as far as the writing process goes, like I have stacks of journals of lyrics that I've written since I was a kid. Oh, wow. And these lyrics that I have, I'm always trying to find a good home for them. And sometimes I'll write a little something and I'll say, Man, those lyrics would be so dope in that song right there, like that would be perfect. Uh-huh. it just fits, and I'll try it, and if it actually does work, like I'll do a scratch vocal like at home, yeah, if it actually does work, it's a keeper, you know other times it might just be um like i said, like starting from a piano chord or a or a as of lately, I've been doing a lot more rhythm
1: yeah i got a I got a question here from uh from the internets nice. <laughs> Um, from Hewlett House, I know who that is. She was actually at your show. Oh, (laughs) hello. On Sunday. Uh, who who do you look to, uh, as far
0: as great songwriters? Oh, wow. You know, I think Stevie Wonder is one of the greatest songwriters of our time. Yeah. Um, and I would say that because his catalog, when, you know, when it was early, when he was young, when he was coming up, was... You know he he was making these amazing pop songs. I mean, just mm-hmm. amazing. Signed, so delivered and all those. You know the ones that everybody knows. But when he started hitting all those other ones, uh, Intervisions and songs the key of life and yeah, um, those those records, um, which I just saw him live.
1: Yeah, I saw him in April too. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, incredible. I I don't even I I had like I was in the front. With my, I took my mother. Uh, yeah, I was there with pops and my my lady. I mean, I was like. It was one of those things like I had to see him
0: it's it's gospel it, man it,
1: i mean there's no the the instrument that he played, do you remember what it is the one that had oh,
0: yeah, it had strings yes. but
1: it, it was like hitting them.
0: it he was it was yeah I, even, I, I even it's not a guitar
1: it, it's, like, it's not a guitar, it's not a percussion, yeah, but it's like it's hitting chords mm-hmm. and then i i don't even i don't remember what it sounded that like. was incredible, because yes
0: he jumped on that thing like. It was just, like, made for him. Yeah. and I don't
1: know. Do you know the name of that instrument?
0: Well, I looked it up immediately, but I forgot it since. But I will say this. um, I did watch the video on that, Mm -hmm. and the creator of that instrument said the first person we thought of to give it to was Stevie Wonder. And he walked in their studio and just almost immediately like just started Display playing it. and that's the kind of genius i mean it's incredible you know i mean but his songwriting though is so prolific like his lyrics you know so many of those messages that he sang, um you know living just enough for the city or i mean just incredible i mean changed my life really yeah um secondly or not secondly i, I probably would not put them in any order i would just say a handful of people uh-huh sly in the family stone or or Sly Yeah. Is one of the greatest in my opinion songwriters of all time. Um you know what he did with not only his very funky stuff but what he did with ballads and even covers. I mean I
1: never I never heard him do a, a, a cover. cover. I didn't know it
0: was that was part of his uh Well, did you ever hear him do uh Keserah? Keserah, Keserah. Man. <laughs> you know, like it will make you cry, really, oh,
1: all right, I'll look it up, and then, of I'll course, man, you
0: know, al Green,
1: yeah, I mean seriously, so that that but pretty much that that era is is your all of them, yeah, if you um all of them, I mean that's pretty diverse, Bob Marley yeah and and, and that's the thing, like I think that um, when you think about that time, huh. what I appreciate the most about that time, but what Without talking about you know the 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 sound and how innovative it was and how groovy it was, now everybody get down to it. Is that I like simple lyrics sometimes.
0: Absolutely,
1: I like. You know, I
0: simple we're simple by nature. I know, know?
1: and and when I when I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know what, a song as simple as sweet dreams are made of these. I love that song.
0: I'm like, I love the song, and and you don't have to go all crazy with your. Well, I was just gonna say something like right before you went there. of course, I have to mention like the Beatles because, yeah. I mean, that, that is one of the most insane pop groups ever. And to follow them through their career and then to follow them lyrically through their careers and then as they branched out yeah, where Paul McCartney did his thing and Lennon did his thing and, and George Harrison and even Ringo. But like it was just incredible, you know, and those lyrics, those lyrics and they tap into everything that we feel. Yeah. It's simple. It's simple. Or and people can connect. And it, but it, and it's so much deeper than that that's what it is. It's simple but it holds so much weight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It does. Do, do you have a song that you uh your favorite song to perform?
0: Of mine? Yeah. Well, let me think about that because I write a lot of love songs and recently my uh, some of my favorite have been like My Love Is For You. Yeah. And I've gone through about four or five renditions of that particular tune. Really, I have. Uh, it's it's it, it. And actually, just in the last month, it's changed to like number five. Uh, it starts off with the piano. It's a little bit more a beat. I do all the beats building now. I I build everything because for a while I had the drum beat already layered, and so I was doing uh-huh. this. Then it started off with this like you know orchestral kind of piano Fender Rhodes like sweet like Billy Preston kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. That's Wait, one of do, my favorite songs. Do you,
1: do, you, um, do you always do the same sequence? Now that you know how to build the song, you can switch around. Like, okay, this time I'm going to start with the bass. Next time I'll start with the keys. You can actually get to that now, right? Absolutely. I feel See, comfortable enough. Yeah,
0: that's dope. I, you know, because if you think about a real band, um, which I've been in a few, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, it's sometimes you, you, you want to, or me being a solo or instrumentalist, like, I want to I want to see what I can do. I want to push myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to just always start the same old way. Yeah. And like I said, you could see me three or four nights in one week, which I don't do that many shows right now, but Yeah. And it would each of them would be slightly different because I do believe in the improvisational aspects as like of jazz music yeah. or soul.
1: Yeah. Let me see if I can uh play some of this right here. Sure.
0: That's the record version
1: right there. Did you, did you do it the same way?
0: Not at all. Not, not at all. Why not? Well, because you, it's already out there, you know. And like, and the thing is, is like, I can revisit that. Right. And I will, because sometimes fans want to hear it like that too.
1: Oh, so uh, this is not the the live version. Is
0: totally different. Totally different now. Same chord, same chord structure, same, you know, a little different. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's a group. <laughs> that, that I love this song. And yes. so your know
1: you, uh, closer is always different, too, for your shows?
0: Yeah. I might do, like, maybe, like, maybe, like, a few weeks of, of a similar set. Yeah. But that's what's... I gotta tell you something funny too. Yeah, like, hold on, yeah. You're yeah. That, that, that's another funny thing too. Like people, people say, "Hey, man, can I get the set list for the show tonight?" You know, and I'm like, "You know what? I don't write set lists. I don't. I don't actually ever go with a predetermined set. Mm-hmm. I'll in my head think, okay, I need to touch on this, especially like this past Sunday. I got 30 minutes. Yeah, you know, I I, I go in my mind. I go, okay, I want to hit this. I want to hit that. I want to hit that. But honestly, if I feel the audience is doing something different. I might just surprise myself and go I'm going this way. And it's it's really kept me vibrant about performance, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not so harsh about or so, you know, hard-pressed to to keep it structured. Yeah, structured, yeah. Do do you um have
1: you ever actually come up with a song like right then and there? <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Ah! Absolutely. In fact, a lot of these songs came from that. And uh you know, <laughs> my pops is always, he's, he, whenever he hears something new, he'll press record on his phone.
1: he <laughs> just hold it up. And yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just so he,
0: and then he'll uh, email me and say, hey, uh, what was that? And I'll be like, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't even, re- you know, remember that. That's cool. Nice,
1: nice, nice. So what's your, um, I mean, you're uh, an established artist now, Um, so coming to Austin, and you're I don't know, like, how many people actually do what you do. I mean, as far as I know, you're the only one. I don't think anybody else Yeah, does anybody either. else does. Yeah. So, you know, Austin is your home now, I would assume. Yeah. How's the... Is it, Has it gotten to a point now where people are like, oh, shit, I got to go see Henry, and I you got so. your regulars, you got your, uh, your folks that you see all the time, and uh, basically your fan base.
0: How... You're asking me how, how I feel about that, or
1: no? How's, how's it been since you came to Austin?
0: Man, it's it's been really great because, I mean, when I started doing shows here, okay, so this project's been together for about six and a half years strong, uh-huh. meaning that it may have started a little bit before that, but it wasn't really called Henry and the Invisibles. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a bunch of songs from a catalog that I that I had written. It was really in its early it, its infancy. Mm-hmm. Um, So I had a residency in San Antonio that happened to be every Friday at this place called The Rebar. Yeah. And that's where I would play about four hours straight every Friday. Damn. No breaks. And I wouldn't take a break because I enjoyed the whole laboratory aesthetic of it. Like, basically, I would try new stuff there Mm -hmm. and uh, just experiment with things. And sometimes I would DJ if it was like a, you know a different night where I wanted to maybe take a break, which it was pretty rare, man. I would play for you know, for well, hours. four hours long. So when I came to Austin, it was like these one hour sets and I had so much material to pick from at this point. Um, I began experimenting with some of the songs that really made people move in San Antonio, mm-hmm. which San Antonio, that's a tough dance audience to get them on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, that's I love USA, but man, <laughs> you are hard to get on the dance floor. But you know, so I would I would bring that to Austin, and I and you know I think it it just kind of happened pretty pretty fast. Yeah, um, you know, people started spreading the word, and I would say probably some networkers in this town, mm-hmm. you know, really hit like you mentioned chorizo earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, Eddie is a, is just a great person. He was spreading the word, and uh, just a lot of those kind of networkers were kind of like spreading the word, and you know, slowly, uh, you know, shout out to Chicken George and oh yeah. You know,
1: remember that time when you played at the um, vinyl uh, vinyl at the
0: Boogie, the Boogie Crew party. It's one of my favorite shows. That was so good. It was one. Of, thank you. It was one of my favorite shows because, first of all, I have so much respect for those cats. Yeah. Secondly, it was like this really tiny, tiny,
1: tiny space. Yeah.
0: Intimate room. Yeah. That was so packed. And
1: I had friends from France visiting oh, and I told him, way. oh, I, I introduced you. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I remember now. And I told him, I said, we, you got to go see this guy. And my friend is like huge uh, funk, jazz, and rock fan. And when he saw you, he was like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this. I, I love it. <laughs> in French, with his French accent. Oh, my God, it's so good. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. Uh.
0: <laughs> well, thank you.
1: Well, was there a show that really put you on the map in Austin? Maybe the, uh, the art outside, maybe?
0: You know, um, a few years ago, I opened up for Ghostland. Oh, nice. And uh, But that was in San Antonio. Uh-huh. But a lot of Austinites had come to that show. It was a big outdoor show.
1: Is it at Amphitheater?
0: No. It, well, it was in an outdoor Amphitheater-esque okay. venue. Yeah, but uh, I think that one kind of really pushed me up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, there's such a headlining act at that point. And then, uh, let's see, I opened up for Jizza at ACL um, Theater. That was a good one. And was it at Tito's party? Yes, it was.
1: Yes, I was there.
0: That was a great one. I was there. Yes, in fact, in fact, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes,
1: I was there. I remember that. Oh man!
0: And then uh, you know, recently I've opened up for George Clinton. Uh, got to open up for Lauren Hill.
1: Were you Star Trek, Star Trek at all?
0: By George Clinton. By George Clinton. Yeah. Well, yes, respectively. I mean, I, I mean, he, he to me is basically on the level of James Brown or Sly and the Family Stone or any of those cats. I mean, I love. Parliament Funkadelic always have, always will. Mm-hmm. Their music changed my life. Maga Brain that record changed my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so I, I, I've been blessed by it for some really awesome funk people of like George Porter. Um, you know, was another one, and um, um, recently like dumpster funk. You know, all those uh, all the cats from the Nevils, and mm-hmm. um, so. I think uh, all these shows slowly but surely, you know, kept, uh, kept me in the eyes of, you, of the scene. But
1: you travel too. I mean, you, you go out of town. Absolute. And so how, how's that going as far as, you know, get your name out there? Because the, the thing about Austin is that a lot of artists, as, as much talent as we have in Austin in all kinds of music, um, a lot of them, you know, just stick to Austin. You know, they might go to San Antonio because it's close. But as far as you really trying to get out and break out of Austin, it's it's kind of tough unless you're like part of a tour or someone, you know, brings you on. But how is that? How is that for you to just go outside?
0: Man, I've been real blessed, you know. Um, first of all, you know, being a one-man band, it's it's me and dad on the road. Um, oh, and, nice. And sometimes Bettina comes along and um
1: that's a father son
0: (laughs) yeah yeah oh man we tell jokes the whole time i mean we're having such a good time nice he's your manager um he's my personal manager he keeps me in check for sure
1: that's dope man um
0: i pretty much at this point manage and book myself yeah you know i but but he he definitely keeps me in check and he's taught me a lot about punctuality and professionalism and stuff like that you know even subtly but Mm -hmm. you know love my pops. But you know, we show up to cities and sometimes I'm like, well, you know, we've never been in this city before and I sure hope it's a and uh um but 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 I've done the work, you know. I'll yeah. call I'll contact the radio stations, I'll contact the press. Uh we'll we'll give some tickets away. Um I always, you know, try to hook up with some local promoters in town to help out. Um mm-hmm. uh, we do all that stuff and it's been working. It's been working really well. And I think that um, part of that success has to do with the festival appearances that we've been doing around the state. And I think also part of that has to do with just the wonderful network of fans and friends that are on the social media. I mean, um, Facebook has been helping a lot and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. It's really a different game that we're playing these days. Yeah, it is. It is. It becomes a whole to do. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you got to wear many hats, man. I know, but, I know. But but you know, but it's a lot better than I remember back in the days. We used to just you know jump in the van with an atlas, you know, and and go, yeah, and hope, you know, and send some posters. I mean, it, it's a different it's a different world that we live in. But uh, things have been going really good on the road. Sweet, sweet. Uh, we've been talking for fifty five minutes. Wow. T-
1: I told you it goes wow. fast. We got people listening. Um, we're gonna. You got. You want a announcement to make?
0: Sure. Well, yeah. I'll say that my new record's dropping at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um. Please go to henryinvisible.com dot com for everything Henry Invisible, and on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Reverb Nation, you name it. It's, you know, blah 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 dot com forward slash Henry Invisible. Mm-hmm. So, um, even my Mix Cloud. Bandcamp's a little different. It's like henryinvisible.bandcamp.com or something weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know why they did that. But, but um, yeah, I mean, certainly hit me up on the socials and and check out what's going on. For New Year's Eve, I will be performing. Hold on. Thank you, sir. Da, Exclusive! Da, 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 da. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm tired right <laughs> already. <laughs> For New Year's Eve... Uh, I'm going to be performing at the Swan Dive. Oh, nice! Yeah, I love the Swan Dive. I do too, man. I really do. I love that family over there too. They're they're, they're amazing people, and um, I'm going to give away uh, two tickets uh, to that show right now. Let's
1: let's keep it simple.
0: Okay. Here, if you've been
1: listening or you're a fan of uh, Henry, here, what's the name of the alien puppet? <laughs> Uh, is that easy? <laughs> is that, I, mean, I mean, you want to make it, it. Uh, Well, no, I no. mean, people might not have listened since the beginning. That's I don't know. True. That's true. I don't true. know. Well, okay. so New Year's Eve party uh, oh. at Swan Dive on Red River and Seventh Street. Henry the Invisibles. We'll just do the contest online um, after the show. Now, I have an announcement to make too. Since uh, you will be our headliner for oh yes, that's right our uh, feedback party five year anniversary. Thank you. On Saturday, December nineteenth, at Vulcan Gas Company. If you've ever been there, it's pretty like state of the art. Everything. It is really cool. Sound, lighting, everything is dope over there. It's right in the heart, in the middle, Sixth Street, Dirty uh, Sixth Street. Um, so that's the five anniversary. Henry will be there. I also have DJ Protege playing, and we're raising money for Austin Music People, so which is a um, advocacy group for the austin uh music uh community so they represent all the interest of you know people in the music community you know in front of uh, city hall thank and you capital because we need it i mean if you know if you appreciate austin uh all the music festivals we get you know all the live music we get it's partially thanks to those guys so uh you know come out support uh, it's a fundraiser the money's going to them we, we, get, we, have, we get to have a stronger Love? voice. Yeah, that too. <laughs> a, a, strong, a stronger voice, and we can make things happen to really you know help the music community here. Uh, so that's Saturday, December 19th. We'll have a bunch of stuff, uh giveaways, and silent auction, and red carpet, Sweet. and all that good stuff. Very it's a cool. feedback party. If, if you've never been, this is how we do it. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Shout out to everybody tuning, tuned in right now on Mixler.
0: I want to say one last thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. One last thing I want to say is um, um, recently a few young musicians have come up to me and asked, you know, if you can give a piece of advice for a young artist, um, what would it be? And um, so I just want to put this out there on the waves. Um, basically, I think the most important thing that I can say to answer that, and I usually use this answer, but it is to Be yourself. And I know, as cliche as it sounds, um, sometimes it gets washed over because it has been said enough. But here, let me explain. To be yourself is the most important thing you can do because you are the piece that is missing. So, artistically, whatever you have to offer to this world, musically, artistically, uh, constructively, please do it. You are that missing piece. And uh, keep doing it. And no matter how many times you may fail or people may say that you failed, even though you don't feel like quite a failure, just keep on keeping on, keep doing it. And uh, that has to be the most important thing because I'll tell you what, if you had asked me a few years ago if I would be a one-man band called Henry and the Invisibles, I don't know if I would have <laughs> said, said yes. So, um, and I'm very happy where I'm at these days. So thank you. Thank you. That was your graduation moment.
1: <laughs> everybody, everybody, la, 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 exactly. La, la, la. Everybody who comes on the show has that like graduation moment where you. <laughs> I want to play that song because you're about to say something very profound. <laughs> something you can write on sh- the doesn't even. It's one of those things that uh, they don't even fit on the shirt. <laughs> it has to be on the tablet somewhere. That's right. I mean, that's that, right. That's dope. That's dope. So on thank that you. note, thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. All the best Uh, You know Enjoy your family Enjoy the food Enjoy whatever you want to enjoy Be safe out there It's going to be crazy Traffic and all that stuff Peace, love And uh, Make sure you you follow the feedback On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram Uh, Subscribe to The podcast on iTunes And SoundCloud I have a lot of shows on there. Uh, Go through the archive and we have four days off, so you have time on your travels to catch up a little bit. Again, the party is Saturday, December 19th at Vulcan Gas Company. I have all the information out after the holiday, so make sure you follow the feedback on the internets and that's pretty much it thank you very Henry, much Henry thank, thank you, you so much man thank you back and congratulations on Green Battle of the Bands thank you brother and we'll see you soon definitely on the 19th
0: yes sir and, right. and uh, 31st at Wanda
1: yeah 31st at Swandive so we have the contest online um, so just keep up follow Thanks. Henry follow the feedback alright ciao ciao